All right, we continue in our series today entitled Word. We've been looking at specific groups or uh, classifications of people in our culture today and sharing a word to encourage, help, inspire, push us forward in our pursuit of Christ. We've talked to the church. We've talked to widows. We've talked to married couples. We spent some time with teenagers. Uh, Today, I have a word for singles. Singles. How many of you are single in the house today? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm glad you're here. We're going to hook you up today. With the Word of God, what were y'all thinking I was going with that? We're glad that you guys are here today, and uh, uh, this is actually a word for every one of us, and so we're excited. I just visited with a a young man that's uh, probably 10. He said, Pastor Jason, that was a great message for me today. I'm like, bro, for reals? You're like a ladies' man or something? And he was able to, to, to share some things that I didn't even know I said, and so... It was awesome, but uh, we're glad that you are here today, and it's going to be... You, you, you may have heard these words in college. You failed. No, I heard those a lot. You may have heard these words while you were in college, the words senior panic, senior panic. The, 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 those words meant that if you didn't have a prospective mate by, by your senior year, it, it became pretty obvious that the odds were working against you and that time was not on your side. The clock is ticking, and you're about to graduate, and you're still single. Sadly, there there, there were some people who, who, who in their desperation, they got somebody. They they, they were anxious and nervous and worried, and so senior panic sat in, and, and, and they just got somebody. But time began to show that they got the wrong somebody. Anybody ever had the wrong somebody? Let me... Yeah, don't point at anyone you're with today. That'd be embarrassing for you and them. But, but yeah, they, they just panicked and they got the wrong someone. Now, I guess that you probably don't have to be a senior to, to begin to panic over, over this issue of, of singleness. In fact, there may be some of you that, that walked in here this, this afternoon who, who very well, deep down inside, there's a fear within you. That, that maybe you're fearing that I'm never going to get married. Or, or there's another group of you here today that maybe have this fear that I'm never going to have anyone again. You know, that somehow maybe you're going to be stuck eating frozen dinners alone at night for the rest of your life, right? I just want to encourage you with something today. And the reason we have chosen to spend a, a, a day visiting with singles is because I think so many of us, if we're not careful, this senior panic epidemic can kick in. And here's what I want to encourage you with today. In your anxiety, in your worry, in your fear, don't make a terrible mistake. All right? I share something around here a lot of times. You've heard me share this in so many different settings and in different topics. And I think that this is a a truth, a principle that is transferable to so many aspects of our lives. But especially in relation to our topic today and in our word for singles. And here's what I would share with you. Don't settle for anything less than God's best. If there's a word that I could share with singles today, it would be the word best. Don't settle. For anything less than God's best. I've got some good news for you today, singles. Hopefully some words that will encourage you and give you some things. It worked with a 10-year-old, so it's proven, okay? 
So uh, I'm excited about our time together. And, and, and I want to go back, if I can, to, to God's Word. I thought about, you know, just throwing images up and spending some time with you talking about Brad and Angelina because their relationship was just awesome and that was something you could look forward to all the day. But then something happened a few weeks ago and it just doesn't work anymore. So I Googled the sermon for you guys today. And and, uh, and I want us to go back, if we can, to, to God's Word. Anybody like the Bible in this house? Anybody a big fan? So I want to go to God's Word because, listen, I, I believe that, 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 that there's some truth and some things that we need from the Word of God. Amen? And I want to go back to the very first book of the Bible, which is a book entitled what? Genesis. Not Appendix. Okay, Genesis. Um, and, and I want to go to the very second chapter in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. And I want us to look at the very first couple. Their names were... Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve. And in verse 18 in Genesis chapter 2, let's begin reading these with me, these words. It says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. And so I will make a helper who is just right for him. And so the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. And he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. Still there was no helper just right for him. And so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. Don't miss verse 22. Read it out loud with me. Let's read this. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. I love this story. These are words that many of you in in, in maybe a wedding ceremony, you've heard bits and pieces of, of, of this passage that we've looked at today. You've heard those shared with couples. But, but I love this story. I, I love some of the priorities that it teaches. We read here in Genesis chapter 2 that, that God saw that Adam needed someone. Remember he said, it said there that we read the verses that it is not good for you to be alone. Now, now in spite of the fact that, that, that Adam had God over him, Despite the fact that, that, that Adam had animals under him, Adam still had no one to be right next to him. And so Adam slept, God worked. Adam slept, and while, while Adam was asleep, God began to work on that need in Adam's life. Who did the work? God did. What's Adam doing? He's sleeping, he's resting. And God prepared for Adam a partner. And then he rested. And at just the right time, Scripture says in Genesis chapter 2 that God brought them together. Who brought the man and woman together? God brought them together. It says he brought her to the man. That's what Scripture says there in Genesis chapter 2. God did the work. He brought the woman to the man. Now, this Genesis chapter 2 passage is so different from the American dating game in which we live in today, isn't it? I don't know when the last time you dated 
or, or when you had to consider dating. But I'm telling you, the, the, the culture and, and what our society is throwing out to singles today is so different than, hey, why don't you just take a nap, God says, and I'm going to bring somebody to you. Oh, no, no, no. This American dating game is quite different. You see, today we don't wait. We, 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 we chase, don't we? We, we don't wait for God or someone to... We, we begin to chase other people. We, we want to catch a husband or, or we want to catch a wife. In fact, you know that there are so many, even on the World Wide Web, so many opportunities and things for you to do in order to find that special someone. I'm telling you, dating sites are, are plentiful these days, aren't they? Zeusk, Match.com, eHarmony... I found one called OurTime.com, which says they are a fantastic place for mature, serious daters. So don't go there unless, first of all, you're mature and you're serious. It's for mature, serious daters. There's one called Elite Singles. They're a great place for educated, professional singles. Educated. No morons better go there. If you're not educated, uh uh-uh, this is not for uneducated. That's another one that I'll mention in a few minutes. Elite singles. There's one called Black People Meet, a fantastic site for African-American people to go to and meet one another. There's one called Professional Match. It says they're the number one site for busy professionals over 40. So if you're over 40, you can't be 39. You're over 40, and you've got to be a busy professional. Oh, you've got to be busy in order to go. They'll help you out. They will. That's professional match. See, aren't you glad you came to church today? Listen, I'm practical helps. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Some of you are going, we should have gone to Catholic church, bro. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, right? There's one called single parent meet. That's where single parents go to find Meaningful relationships. I, I found one called J-Date, letter J, J-Date. Anybody ever been to J-Date? What up, J-Date? You know what J-Date is? It's the number one site for Jewish singles. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I even found one called Green People. It's for vegetarians and people of the earth. Green People. If you like meat, uh-uh. Greenpeople.com. We know there's things like Christian Mingle. We know there's farmers only, and you don't have to be lonely. We, we know that if you drive a tractor or can ride a horse or catch a fish, farmers only might be what you look for. I even found a site called Be Naughty. Yeah, don't click on that one. I didn't. I did not. I did not. But just from the picture next to it, it it's naughty. And you don't need to be there, okay? You don't, you know. We know that just with a, a swipe right, you can have four dates before midnight tonight. Just swipe right, swipe right. It's like a football play. Swipe right, swipe right. Swipe right, and you can, you can have a, an evening of activities tonight. Dates? Listen, it's crazy, isn't it? 
It's crazy being a single, and it's crazy what our culture oftentimes does. Now listen, please hear my heart. Nothing against these sites. I've done some weddings, and I've got some friends that met on some of these sites, and they are in love, and they're godly people, and so I'm not dogging these at all. The point is there's so many opportunities and things that our culture is throwing at you, giving you ways to hook up and find somebody. We need a churchonly.com or something, you know, where we're just coming to church and we're gonna you know I don't know but 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 this is it's just crazy today and for some of us you know back in the day it was it was it was hard enough just for us to to muster up the courage to ask a girl out or or to go pick her up and walk to her door and walk I mean it's just it's 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 so so crazy for singles today I want to tell you something if you're a single person here today that there is no one who knows what you need emotionally better than the God who made you. More, more so than any profile you could fill out on any of these websites or, or more than any test you could take or IQ postings that they, they give who you... Listen, there is no one who knows what you need better than the God who created you. Is that okay for me to say that? Do, do you believe that? How many of you... Listen, they're, 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 he just knows. But, but, but I wonder today, if you're single here... Do you really trust that? Do, do you think that you could, could, could trust God to, to meet your very deepest need as a man and as a woman? Do you really trust him enough, even with your singleness? Now, that might be that some of you will spend the rest of your life being single. You know, that may be God's desire and plan for you. Or it might be through, through marriage that perhaps you, you experience that God brings about in your life. But will you trust him? Do you really believe that he knows what you need? Or are you going to have this thing called senior panic? Are you going to take matters into your own hands and, and chase and pursue and manipulate and grab what you can and try to push and press and force a relationship? Are you? Will you trust God or will you fall into senior panic? Listen, God has unique plans. God has unique timing that is just right for your life. God has unique people that are just right for you. Trust that. Don't compare. Don't, don't compare maybe how God's working in, in someone else's life versus yours. Listen, he's got a plan that's never been there before. There's never been a you. And he's got a plan, I believe, just for you. For some of you single people that are here this afternoon, maybe, maybe the thing that right now you, you need to be working on, that one thing that you need to be working on versus spending hours upon hours on a, on a web-based dating site or, or in a location where you're, you're, you're trying to find that, that special. So maybe the thing that maybe you ought to just be working on the most right now is, is building God-glorifying relationships. What kind of relationships? God-glorifying in fact, I, I, there might just be someone here this afternoon that maybe you're, you're in a relationship right now and it's not God-glorifying. 
And, and can I just encourage you with something? You, you might need to leave that relationship. In fact, you probably should. I, I recently heard just a couple of weeks ago from, from somebody said, hey, yeah, I was at a wedding and, and these people got married, but they'd been living together for 15 years and finally decided to get married. And my response goes, why? Why? You've been living together for 15 years? Why do you decide to get married now? I mean, what happened year 15 said, oh, hello, maybe we should get married. I mean, you're already living together. You're probably already doing things that, that fly in the face of God's perfect desire for you in relation to sex. You're probably already sharing each other's peanut butter and white bread and, you know, things in the refrigerator and bank accounts. Are pro- I mean, you're probably, you why would you, at 15, what happens at year 15? Just say, hello, maybe. Hey, will you marry me? Ah, yes. I wasn't ready at year 13, but I'm ready now. Some of us single people, we, we wonder why we keep running into dead ends and roadblock after roadblock when it comes to this thing called dating. And it just might be this very thing that we're not seeking God-glorifying relationships. And for someone in this room today, maybe you're not settling, or maybe you are settling for less than God's best. And you're just looking for somebody with the pulse of the opposite sex, you know? And you're, you're just settling. You've lowered your standards. You, you, you know what God's... Per- and you've just kind of lowered the bar instead of raised it. So right now, one of the things for, for someone to do, maybe you just ought to start developing and building these God-glorifying friendships. And I think that you can build those even with people of, of both sexes. And when I say... Listen, there's no pressure of thinking about marriage. You're not putting any pressure on them to say, hey, I'm, you know... I'm getting older and senior panic's kicking in and we, we, you know, there's no pressure to get married. You, listen, don't ruin it. Just, just God-glorifying relationships, friendships. And I would encourage a single person today, don't panic. Don't panic. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 2? Adam rested. He slept. Got a Rip Van Winkle. And in the right time, God brought, God brought the woman to him. Don't settle for anything less than God's best. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I want. No, I have all that I need. Right? We've heard this verse, haven't we? Time and time again in a funeral ceremony or a memorial service of some sort. But I believe these words are so true for us today. And if there's anything I can encourage a single person today, maybe you're 18 years of age or you're 98, I don't know. But listen, God can meet your need. In fact, I believe that God can meet your need in the very same way he met Adam's. Adam didn't go out and find his own wife, did he? We, we don't read in Genesis chapter 2, Adam going out and, 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 and creating his own situation, creating a, a beautiful little candlelit dinner somewhere and trying to woo a woman. She wasn't there. What we find in Genesis 2 is that Adam was asleep. He was resting. He wasn't running around frantically. He wasn't hitting date side after date side, and he wasn't hitting location after party after party. Or No, he just rested. And what did God do? God met the man's need. I love the Greek in that 
that, that verse of, that talks about a helper that was right for him. In the Greek, it talks about um, a rescuer. It means it's this thought of God brought Adam someone who saved his life. Isn't that great? You see, that's who you want in life, right? You, you want somebody who rescues you. You want someone who is, uh, uh, saves your life. You, you, more Someone who's more than suitable. You want somebody who, who rescues you. But I'm concerned that in our, in our culture today, we, 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 we've sent this message that, man, you've got to sign up and enlist and take the test and put your profile pic out there and always shoot from up top, not here because you look skinnier. And, you know, when we, we, this is what you have to do to look right or be accepted or, you know, people lie on those things. You know, instead of we do that, instead of we're running, 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 instead of just resting and letting God do it. Am I making sense to anybody there's a wonderful statement in Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And I believe that this is a statement for all of us who belong to Jesus. It says this, you are complete through your union with Christ. As a, I am complete through what? My union with Christ. Jerry Maguire had it wrong when he says, you complete me! You know, Renee Zellweger! You come. No, as a believer, we are complete, Scripture says, through our union with Christ. Is that not incredible? Whether you're married or whether you're single, whether you are alone today or whether you have a ton of friends, lots of people. Listen, you are complete, Colossians 2 says, through him. You know what that means, guys? Listen, single person, Jesus is enough. Married person, listen, Jesus is enough. He's more than enough. Jesus. Jesus. And if you're single today, can I just remind you that, that you're in good company? Throughout Scripture, there are so many great examples of men and women who served the Lord and advanced the kingdom and spoke of the Lord and represented Him in their days and age. Listen, people that were single. Jeremiah the prophet, single. A great mouthpiece for God to use. Paul, greatest church planners and missionaries of all time. He's so awesome, man. Most of your Bibles have, like, they, they traced where he traveled. We see where he, where he traveled. It's the maps. Do you ever look at maps? Man, I got to look down there. It's awesome. Paul, single. John the Baptist, single. I know what you're thinking. Well, because he had personal hygiene problems. That's probably, you know, I... Eating locusts and wearing camel hair is probably not a great way to pick up a date these days, you know. And his breath was probably horrible and he probably barbaric, you know. So hygiene is important if you, I believe. But even our Lord and Savior, Jesus himself, contrary to what some authors in the world say or Jesus was married. No, Jesus was single. His food and water was to do the will of his Father in heaven, Right? The single life. You're in good company if you're single today. We could talk about Anna. We could talk about Ruth. We could go on and on and on. So many great examples. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Transparent moment. Pull back the curtain. Sometimes being single doesn't seem like a bad idea. Now, I'm married 26 years and I love my wife. And i got another 26 years in me at least. I think we'll be old. Old. I met a couple that have been married 60, 
seven years. Ah, man, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Sometimes, though, being single doesn't seem so bad, does it? I mean, think about it. If you're single, enjoy your space and your schedule. You are the ruler of your own domain, aren't you? If you're single, you have complete control over the alarm clock. Just keep hitting snooze for two or three hours. There's no one yelling at you to get up and make the coffee. No one's screaming at you. I mean, just, man, enjoy. If you're single, enjoy sleeping in bed alone without being kicked. Having people pull the covers off of you. Not that, I'm not, I've just read this about other people. Not, not saying anything. My wife came out of the first place and said, mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds like you want to sleep alone. That is not what I'm saying, Lord. And you need to let the Holy Spirit of the Lord speak to you in this moment. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, stay up late. Sleep in. Not every day, but sleep in. I mean, live like a rock star if you're single. Eat jelly beans and popcorn for dinner. You can. You don't have to have a balanced meal to please anybody. Eat what you want. You don't even have to get dressed up. Just eat. If you're single, be thankful you're not doing, that you're doing laundry just for one person and not for three or four or 12. Right? Don't feel bad for not making up your bed for a week or two. You know, it's yours. You get to sleep in that. I want telling you what to do. Enjoy your life, single person. Get dressed up. Even if you think that no one is there to really impress, impress yourself. But I just want to tell you something. When you look good, other people are watching. They're watching. They see you. Go to a swanky restaurant. Drop some money on an expensive meal. You can. It's yours. You may not have a boyfriend there to pay for the bill, or there might be an ugly bill sitting across from you, but eat something expensive. You're worth it. And single person, drive a fun car. You don't find single people at CarMax looking for minivans. You shouldn't. No, why would you? No. Let that speed racer within you come out. Get that car. Listen, at one point, you might have to, to drive a vehicle that tows a whole family. But now, mm-mm. get a big, bad, fast one. Enjoy being available. Hey, single people, flirt while it's still legal. Flirt. You can. Because if you're unattached, it's certainly legal for you, right? Hey, just exude confidence that you are someone that's that's worth catching enjoy every second of it i i would also say sing hey this is a great opportunity for you to grow in so many aspects but in particular to to what we're a part of here today I, i think as a single person you have an incredible opportunity to grow in your relationship with christ I mean, there's, there's really not a lot of worries or cares that maybe come with that married people carry around or having kids or things like that. 
And, and I just think that maybe if, if this relationship with Christ is strengthened and grows a little bit. Remember we started this series with the word for the church. And the word for the church was the word first. That if I seek first the kingdom of God, as it says in Matthew 6.33, seek first God, all these other things take care of themselves, don't they? And, and I'm just wondering that maybe there's a disconnect for someone single in the house today because instead of pursuing this first, you're pursuing this first. And I'm just telling you, people are weird and jacked up and they're crazy. And, and maybe what needs to happen is you need to grow here and strengthen this. Does that make sense to anybody? Or am I just doing this for no reason? Okay. Maybe this ought to be first and of utmost importance. Numero uno. In Spanish, that means number one. We need to pursue this first. And then I'm just telling you, something incredible happens with the relationships that you share on earth whenever your relationship with your father is important. Single people, maybe, maybe you've got some opportunities that, that others that are non-single don't have by serving in the church. You know, you're not having to shuttle kids to soccer practice and violin practice and pick up Whataburger. And, you know, for maybe there's some opportunities in even serving within the church that, 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 that you are afforded by being single. You ever thought about that? Some of you are saying, man, I just wish I had kids. You know, hey, there's some great opportunities for you to serve in, in our kids and student ministries by being a single person. Some of the best youth workers I ever had when I was in student ministry were single people. Their schedules were, they love lock-ins. <laughs> you know, I think that's Greek for of the devil, but, but they love the lock-ins and staying up late with kids and, you know, playing basketball and climbing rock walls and eating pizza and, and just, but just pouring into kids' lives. We, there's a lady in our church that, that works in our preschool area. She's been with us from almost the very beginning, day one of our church. And she raised her kids, and she's even raised her kids' grandkids, but yet you'll still find her back in our preschool area rocking your kids, rocking your babies. She's put in her time, right? She served her time, but no, no, she's still there. She just wants to serve and be used. Hey, listen, if you're single here today, listen, influence someone around you. You can influence other people. And I know that the, the, the enemy would want us as single people look, oh, man, I'm, you know, I've got a disease or I'm insignificant and nobody cares. or they, I just can't relate and I'm useless. Listen, that is a lie from the enemy and don't buy into that. You, you have so much to offer. You, you can influence other people's lives, influence someone, mentor, come alongside a kid and tutor, you know, go sing and dance or, or lead a small group in, in our kids or student ministry. I mean, there's so many opportunities for you to influence someone else around you. Now, let me shift gears real quick before we, we get ready to head out today. I want to shift gears and I want to talk to the rest of us that are, are not single. We're, we're non-singles. We're married, or, or what, but, but for those of you that aren't single here, I, I want to share some ways that I believe that we can connect with and encourage and love on, on our single brothers and sisters. And, and I want to share, first thing I would say is we can validate them. We need to validate them. Listen, people need validation, whether a person is married or single or, or somewhere in, in between. As humans, I believe that each one of us has this desire deep down inside of us. We want to be validated. We want to be looked upon as though we are worthy and valuable, as though our lives have meaning. Am I, am I right? 
But sadly, and, and, and no thanks to, to our society at large, many times our value gets attached to our relationship status, right? Those who find themselves standing alone oftentimes end up feeling less than others in some way, shape, or, or, or form. And I'm just reminded when I, when I read Scripture. Do, do you read the Bible, anybody? Three, good. We are all made in the image of God, aren't we? And I believe it's crucial to notice that image and to call it out in the lives of other people. This is a person created in the image of God. They're of worth and value. It's important to validate our brothers and sisters in Christ by by focusing far less on on whom they are in relationship with and focus far more on the God who's called them into existence. Who are they in Christ? And church, I would just say that it's time for us to stop seeing singleness as a disease. And instead, we need to encourage our single friends by repeating and reminding them of how valuable they are right here, right now. No strings attached. They're valuable. Number two, I would say you need to invite them. Not only validate them, but invite them. Say invite. Invite them. You see, the enemy longs for us to feel alone and outside of the community, of community. And, and, and the way this happens within this thing called the church is when people go off two by two. For forgetting those people that, that aren't yet in a relationship. Forgetting that they're still a part, a valuable part of this thing we call community within the body of Christ. To, to today for lunch, some of you, you know that, that are, are non-singles, you'll find other non-singles to go share a meal with. Versus maybe inviting someone who's a single to go and share with you. And I know, oh, we just don't want them to feel like the third wheel. Do they really feel that way or are you thinking they feel that way? You see, one of the best ways I think we can love on our single friends is, is maybe even by inviting them into our homes and, and maybe embracing them into our worlds. Hey, don't, 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 don't let your personal fear of them feeling like the third wheel rob them of, a, of the chance to, to accept an invitation to invest in your life and you and theirs. Do you hear what I said? Single people can, can make us better, non-singles. They can. And I hope vice versa. So invite them. Leave that choice open to them whether or not they want to get involved with you in your life or, or enter into your home. Listen, open your hearts by opening your homes and being that place that reflects the love of Jesus to everyone who enters. No, no matter of their relationship status. Listen, whether single or married, it's important to remember we are all on a journey together. So validate, invite. And then the last thing I would just say is this, encourage them. Or excuse me, engage them, encourage, but engage them. Engage with them. I I think that there's this natural tendency that we have when we enter conversations with with single people. We, we, We talk to them a lot about their singleness, don't we? We say things like, so, so you seeing anyone? We, we, we say, that, hey, how, how's, how's the love life going these days? Right? Now, there may be a time and a place for us to have those types of conversations, uh, but it needs to be the, the, the right time. But, but I think it's crucial for us to, to get to a point where we go a little bit deeper with our conversations with single people. Hey, non-single person, when's the last time you asked a, a single person about 
how they're doing in their relationship with Christ. Non-single person, when's the last time you ask a single person, um, you know, hey, what are some of the struggles and trials that you're facing? Hey, hey, non-single person, when's the last time you ask a, a single person, hey, is there anything that I can pray for you about? A non-single person, when's the last time you asked a single person or, or you actually you shared with them maybe some of your struggles or things that they could pray for you about or, or what? When's the last time? You see, share with them your heart. And then, then allow them to, to take the lead in sharing theirs. But, but about, I think just remember that they are people. And they're not defined by their relationship status. But rather, they're defined by the one who created them, Jesus. We're all on a journey together, and I think that's important for us to remember. So instead of isolating or devaluing our brothers and sisters in Christ who are single, hey, non-singles, let's speak value and life and encouragement into their lives. Because I'm telling you, they're not getting that from the world. They're not. The world is doing a great job of making them feel less than. It's time for us to do community the right way. It's time to practically live out what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. A place where the only relationship that matters is the one we have with Jesus, right? I want to do something this, this afternoon before I, I let you leave. And we're not going to let you leave unless you do this. Just kidding. We turned the lights up in the house this morning. And, and, and I want to ask those of you that are single, whether 18 or 88, would you stand if you feel comfortable this morning? Would you just stand up? I like that. The Hoffman boys were first up, bro. They're not scared. So I'm talking about. Just stand up. And I, I just want you to just look around. Single people, just look around. You might see something you like, so go ahead and look. It's okay. It's all right. Churchonly.com, just look. No, listen, here's the reason. I see somebody came back. They've been the other two services, and they came back to look and see who's standing in this one. I like that. I like that. Woo! Single people, look at me real quick, Pastor. I just want to, just want to share something with you. This is serious. And Hey, listen, I want you to know that you're important to this house. You're important to Christ, and he's got great plans, and he wants to work through each and every one of you, regardless of, of where you're at, what stage of life. You're important to him and his grand work here on earth. You are. And I would also tell you, you're needed. We need you. We need you. Each and every one of you have something to contribute to the body. And listen, if one part of the body slacks or suffers, the whole body suffers, doesn't it? You're needed here in this house. You're in a, a, a big part of it. And I know sometimes I joke and I, I joke about, man, I want to hook you up and I'm going to do your ceremony when you get married. And, and I, it's for, but bottom line is you're important to us and you're needed here. And I want you to know that. And I want to just remind you of something that we looked at earlier. You are complete through Christ. Not through another person, another relationship. You're complete through Christ, right? 
And for some of us, we need to stop chasing after something else to make us feel worthy or significant or value. And I would just say, just start chasing after him and letting him show you love and value and encouragement. And I pray that the rest of us that are sitting down would be that in their lives as well. Now, for those of you that are sitting down, I want you to look around at those that are standing up right now. Go ahead, look around, because I want you to see them, and I want you to identify with one of them. Because I want you to know, non-single person that's seated this morning, this is our family. And these people have something to contribute to your life to make you better as well. And non-single person, those of you that are sitting down this morning, listen, I want to encourage you to find one of our singles, and I want to encourage you to begin to invest in their lives and let them, invite them into your life. Can we do that? Can we do that? I'm going to ask all of us to stand right now. Can we do that? That was awkward, wasn't it, single people? Sorry, you guys are awesome. Like, I really should have gone to the Catholic Church today, you know? because everybody stands up and sits down at the same time. and I mean, yeah, it's just good. It's better that way. We're crazy here. Um, listen, we're the body of Christ. And all of us, our identity is in him, right? Do you hear? We're the body of Christ. I'm not the body of Angie. You know, you're not the body of Bill. You're the body of Christ. And our purpose and our identity is found in him. Amen. Can we just celebrate the Lord today and just thank him for, I hope. And I just got to warn you, I didn't tell these, I, I am dreaming of, scheming, thinking of something that is really radical, crazy to do within the church to hook single people up. I really am. This ought to be a great place to meet single. What are you laughing at? Do you want me to tell some stories? Then you just play the guitar. Just kidding. We need to pray, don't we? I want to invite our prayer ministry team to come and make themselves available down front this morning. Prayer ministry team, you guys come. Listen, this is probably the most special time of our gatherings each weekend where, where we have an opportunity just to pray with and encourage you this morning. You're going to find some people down front today that are going to make themselves available to pray with you today. If you're a guest, I'm going to pray and dismiss all of us. But if you're a guest, I'd love to meet you in the garage located across the hallway here and, uh, and just shake your hand and say hi. But listen, if you're here today and, and maybe through our time together, the Lord has spoken to you or maybe, maybe we kind of um, revealed some hurts or pains that you're carrying around today, we, we'd love to, to make ourselves available this, this afternoon to pray with and encourage you. That's the greatest joy we have, right? And, um, and so that's why we stand here each and every Sunday. So I'm going to pray and dismiss us. And if we can encourage you in any form or fashion afterwards, you come and see those that are standing down front today. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for just the reminder for all of us that our completeness, we are who we are because of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for, for the relationship that we have the potential of sharing with you. And 
God, how you come in and encourage and support and you, you, you breathe meaning and purpose in our lives. You, you, you place great value on who we are, God. And God, I pray for that person here today that, that has been sucked into the lies of the enemy that, that has heard, hey, listen, you need to, your identity is found elsewhere in someone else or relationships. Or Lord, I pray that above all right now, the voice that they hear the loudest is yours saying that you are enough. Jesus is enough for you today, guys. And God, I pray that we would run to you and find our purpose in you, Lord. God, I do pray for every single person in this house today. God, that you would let them know how much you love them and value them, that they are unique, and God, that you've got a great plan for their lives. God, I pray against senior panic. God, I pray that they would rest and stop running, trying to make it happen on their own, that God, they would trust you, that they would seek you first, God, before they seek others. And God, for non-singles in this room today, Lord, I pray that we would see the value and beauty within our single brothers and sisters. God, that we would do a great job of inviting, validating, engaging with them, Lord. We need them. We need them. So God, I pray that you've been glorified today and honored. We love you, Jesus. It's in your great name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.